What's up? Welcome in. It is not a victory Monday, but it's still Monday. And it is the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO to live your bet life and get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's going on, Bears fans? Quick night. We got the coffee rolling. Hells yes. We watched the tape. Hells We're ready no. to break it down. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Corey Wooten back with us today. And right off the top, let's let's just spin it forward. It's a new week. It's week three. <laughs> Flush it's it, right? coming to town. Flush tailgate. Tailgate, 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 tailgate. Is, what, tailgate. six days away? Yep. The tailgate now at this point. Um, looking forward to this, guys. This is, a, this is a big event for us at CHGO. The first of many coming your way. A lot of work's been put into it, and it is the best deal you are going to get on an NFL game day pretty much anywhere, I would tell you. $34, all-you-can-eat food and drinks, corner of Michigan and Roosevelt. It's a great location. Um, if you're driving, you can get the package that includes parking, walk over to the stadium. If you're taking public transportation, we're right there, right off the Roosevelt stop. Um, Carm lives right there, so, you know, you get he, he'll host the after party. <laughs> You get down there at 7 a.m. and you hit me up on Twitter. I will make you scrambled eggs. It's one of my fortes. Oh my I'll, I'll just I'll, wow. I mean, let's let's go. Did like, Braggs really get you motivated yesterday with all the cooking he did? Oh my god! Shout out Greg Braggs for the cooking. So and, good. And, and, yeah, and taking, us, taking us to another level. But I gotta say to our guy out there. Horrendous job in in wrapping up the food. It's it's it, yeah. It, I didn't notice that. I mean, was that him though? I, I assume it was. He left the bag. If it wasn't, he's got to take care of his own food. Left the bag open. It's breathing in the fridge. I mean, just <laughs> I saw that. I mean, what is this? In uh, his I, events, I, I'll, he- I'll say this: we don't exactly have the most amount of kitchen needs in in our kitchen. You know, there's no Ziploc bags or. Any He's, containers uh, of any no, sort. No, I think I think he was no. just so bummed about the game. He you know he was on Twitter having yeah. his reaction on the way home in the rain and that looked really sad. Yeah, actually. it did. It they, did. Yeah, it looked like an R and B video. Yeah. He, was, he was very sad. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't stop talking. How many videos did he do? I got bless the guy. <laughs> Look, all right, uh, so guys, let's stay positive. Look, you know, get up and 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 lay bricks and 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 and. and, and don't worry about it, Bears. Okay, let's talk about the quarterback. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything negative about the quarterback. The quarterback's great. Don't take off from work, right? And and, 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 and by this, the way, get your ass to work. I swear it was just a. a and this was after a two-hour post-game show. Exactly. He yeah. probably didn't go to bed till about four last night. Oh, probably man. didn't. And he woke up probably at six. Guys, so shout out to you, Brags. No, really I'm not I was pushing three, by the way. Yeah. By the time I got home and... Yeah, I was about two, a little after two. Wait, I have something to talk about, and I should have taken a picture of it. I got home last night, and there was a freaking cheese head in my kitchen. What? Yeah. Did, did wife Krista leave you a cheese head? I believe it was the, the Wisconsin grandparents. Uh, and we have to have a serious discussion here. Taunted your ass. I mean... That's, that's good work right there. I walk the in... At 2 a.m. after a hard-working day and the Bears lose, and it's sitting right damn there on the kitchen island. But you didn't get a pick of this? Um, I may have. I, at that point, I, mean, I was half asleep. That's a that's social gold. That's yeah, you sure there, there wasn't content. a picture of Aaron Rodgers doing the discount double-check, too? <laughs> One curd? I did not take a picture. <laughs> I think I was so embarrassed by it, I didn't take a picture. Uh, yeah, it was... 
We gotta, we gotta, we gotta do it. We gotta launch an investigation into what happened there. I went, that's unacceptable. I, I, for for the record, I went home and watched the first twenty minutes of Fatal Attraction. It's uh, <laughs> 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 that's what I was. I, I didn't want any more football. Then I'm, I'm watching it. I don't and think you should have said that out loud. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then I'm watching Close get really creepy with Douglas, and I'm like, ah, I gotta go NFL Network. <laughs> give me, give me, give me five minutes of NFL Network before oh, I go to call it a night. That was oh my, my, that was my goodness. night. All right. Um. It is Monday. We got a lot of film to break down and lots of things to talk about. But Monday segment, guys. Oh, wow. It's time for Monday Loafs. Oh, man. We could technically do this win or lose since apparently they handed out loafs all last week despite getting the win. But, uh, hey, sponsorship opportunity here for anybody, too. Any bread companies yeah, out I there? I would turn that around for today because it's not, go, not a sponsor. We want to go Wonder Bread. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I I'm sorry, guys. Berry. I got to hand a couple out to Roquan Smith. Yeah. I, you said last night, and it kind of caught me off guard when you said it, that that might be his worst game in the NFL. And yeah. then, But when you said it, my brain started to I'm like, yeah, I'm struggling to think of a worse one. And then when I went this morning and went through it, granted, it's just a TV copy because the All-22 is not available yet, but I don't even think you need the All-22. It was just bad. It was definitely his worst game in the NFL. You talk about loafs, too. That's the big thing that stood out, right? You look at Roquan. He's usually flying all over the field at Georgia SEC speed. He looks slow. He looks very slow last night, right? And I think, honestly, he was thinking too much. I think he's out of position at the outside. He's more of a middle linebacker, and I told you that. He got outflanked a bunch of times, right, just based off his alignment. And, th- and that's a key thing in this league. If, if you're not able to get your alignment and you're thinking, you're going to play slow, and that was evident in that game. For the one person in the chat, and I'll call myself out, who doesn't <laughs> understand what outflanked means, can you break that down? On yeah, so so in the defense, right, every, one person, uh, every play has contained, right? There was a couple times we were talking about where Roquan Smith has contained, right? He's the outside backer. There's a tight end to his side. There's a five technique as well. And he's supposed to be covering that tight end, either man-to-man or in the zone. And then he has the edge of the defense. And there was a bunch of times where he got outflanked there that he didn't have the edge of the defense. So that so was – You're saying he was lining up too far inside. He was lining up too far inside, and I think – Here, hand me yeah. this, because yeah. can, they can put the up. ISO shot on uh, on the board Nobody here, can beat him to the sidelines, <laughs> bottom line. So so in that right there, we, we have a formation where we have a tight end. We have a five technique inside the tight end. Roquan Smith is the R there. And – his alignment was pretty much directly behind the defensive end right there, right? He's got to be a little bit outside there. He's got to be You're outside that tight end. He should be farther end. out here. Yeah, yeah yep. he, sh- he should be outside the tight end there because he's has- just making this block too easy when you're exactly. that far inside. So a tight end on him, you know, once he gets that edge block and he just pins him inside because that was classic all day with Roquan Smith. He kept getting pinned inside and there was no edge of the defense. So Aaron Jones and company. They're getting hit at 10 yards past the line of scrimmage. You cannot win with that all day. So Roquan should have been up there maybe for a two-yard gain, a yard gain. Um, but that, that's why they were able to go off on him in the running game. I, I, I'm assuming that everything you're saying is, is spot on, that he's what, whatever, learning a new defense, adjusting to his new role. But I also do want to throw in there with Roquan. When you do what the Bears did with Roquan in the offseason yeah. and you – put him in this situation I do wonder just I I was wondering at the time is this going to impact him mentally as he goes through the year knowing that uh yes I got to put my best foot forward to get paid but also a little 
could could there be a little bit of bitterness lingering with Roquan towards the Bears? I, I'm not saying that's what's going on, but I think that's to me it's out. That's a but he possibility. has to fight through that, man. Yeah. Like, he does. If you want to get paid, you got to fight through. He does. That. And I think a, a big thing, right? He missed a lot of training camp, right? He might not be in shape. And to be honest, last week against the 49ers, right, with with the way the elements were and whatnot. The, the, we didn't really need speed last week, right? So right, that's a good point. In, in an even playing surface this week, I think he's a little bit out of shape from from not doing a full off season, and especially during training camp. The only way to get in shape is to play. You you can't be on the sideline doing the bike. That doesn't get you in shape. And Jared Perry, we're not, we're not making excuses for him at at all, right? There's, yeah, there's no, no, no there's no excuses. And and by the way, Hendricks, I'm seeing you in the chat a bunch here, and you're on fire with your comments already. <laughs> Knocked out like five in a row. So. This is this is not a, we're not uh, no one is no one's I mean Hogue you're 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 calling him out there's no excuses I I'm just stunned that he played that poorly yeah like that was that that was he is he's one of those special players that when he has a yes. bad game yeah. it's still like an okay game it's it's a, it's not a Roquan game yeah. you know the same way they're probably talking about Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers was talking about himself last night Aaron was like I didn't play that well his passer rating was still one thirty one. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was a bad game for Aaron. It was still a game that, if you're a Bears fan, you would take from your quarterback every day, of the, every week yeah. of like the season. He, he looked like Aaron Rodgers to me. You know, when you're that special of a player, that's what was so concerning. And I do wonder. I mean, I'm going to give it an, at least another week. Yeah. But I, I do wonder if there's at least if it's not him being out of shape, it's him being hesitant because he's not comfortable in his position. I think yet. that's part of it. But, yeah. like, when I say out of shape, I don't mean, like, he came overweight to training camp or, you know, he's he's weighing more than he usually did. It's just, it's just cardio, conditioning. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Football what I'm shape. Yeah, and he exactly. didn't play in the preseason. Exactly. So that, that's the big point. A lot yeah. of guys, you know, it's tough to not play out there in the preseason, not go through all the practices, and, and, get, and get in playing shape. Look at Dan Levy said. I, right, the, flank. The, the, and before that, he's in there talking his nonsense. So, how did you season a flank steak the same as you season a ribeye? <laughs> you got to do your Dan Levy voice. Well, I, well, Levy was over on Friday for a barbecue. Hey, yeah, I'll be there on time, buddy. And he was. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he yeah, let me. Uh, sure, I'll take care of the salmon. You got it, buddy. You got it. You got any spices? Then he hooked up the salmon. I, I'll call. I'm gonna call Levy out though. Yeah. <laughs> I love him to the end of the earth, and it took him four hours to get out of the city, and he drove people home like uh, Bears reporter Mark Grody that he didn't need to do because he's a great man. Wow. But 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 Levy flat out he 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 burnt the burgers. The oh d- no, uh, the d- charbroiled. He, 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 it was a new grill for him. Yeah, Levy a loaf. It, Levy <laughs> Levy loafed. I mean, there, it was it was just two of those. You can't burn a burger. Come on, man. I mean, we had four great burgers, and, and Levy smoked. I mean, I think they just must. The only way to burn a burger is to fall asleep. I mean, the dude well done that stuff. Maybe oh. that's what they do in the Levy household. But, you know, at, at Car and Barbecues, we like these things medium. Exactly. At, at least, come on. Right? These at I go least medium rare. rare. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I mean, it's <laughs> nice of you to let guests just do your work for you, though, on your own barbecue. Uh, now, Lawrence, Ooh. of course, with the, with the over-the-top Carm is lazy. <laughs> I, mean, doesn't, I just don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, a difference. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I would be happy to do it, and I could have done it, but I was, I was trying to upgrade the barbecue for everybody, <laughs> and it just didn't work out. All right. You guys got loafs to hand out at all? Listen, I my 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 loaf right now is 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 for Luke Getze and 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 the Bears in what's important. Flus, you're in this too. I read one of his comments today. We stuck with what was working. 
What? Well, in the third quarter, maybe. But right. there was a whole other quarter that happened in between right. there. Right, right. Listen, you can't put the quarterback in front of the team. You're trying to win games. But you do have to have your cake and eat it here, too. Exactly. There, there ha- there, this can, you, you, there can be no other games the rest of the way where it looked like it looks with, with, with Justin Fields throwing 11 passes. I mean, that is just... I mean, we are, we're going, and Brad Biggs did a great job today in the trivia, just uh, underlining it. You got to go back to 2003 and Cordell Stewart through two games for, the, for a Bears player to have worse numbers at QB. Slash. Oh, my God. I mean, think about that. <sighs> yeah, that, that's that, that is. He could punt, though, which was cool, though. He <laughs> <laughs> could do everything, man. <laughs> 191 represents the fewest passing yards for a Bears for, uh, for, through two games since Cordell Stewart totaled 240. Which, by the way, is a lot more than 191. The next lowest total was 93, 1993, 261 for Jim Harbaugh. The Bears, you know, it's just bad if you're breaking Bears quarterbacks' records in a yeah. negative way because right. those are already yeah. awful records. The Bears haven't had a game where the quarterback completed only seven passes since October 22, 2017, and now we're back into Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, doesn't get good. Which, by the <laughs> way, it feels a little Trubisky-esque right now with the conversation around the QB right now. So, Carm, you said you say Getzi or Eberflus said we, we stuck with what was working? Eberflus. Eberflus. Flus. Yeah. Okay, so, so let's just break this down real quick. What was working, right? That first drive, that was great play calling by Getzi, right? Talk about scripting up, a lot of two tight end sets. Uh, Blazing game, the fullback was, was out there, a road grader, cre- creating that edge he had a good game. for David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And then just the play calling, right? The, the great play action pass to uh, St. Brown, right? And then all of a sudden the play on the goal line to Rashawn Gary, the boot to him. Justin Fields, one-on-one on him. He gets in the end zone. Great play calling. Then why all of a sudden are we doing gun run? That, that's, yeah. what, that's what I'm confused about. We were playing smash-mouth football. That's the identity of this team. We drove it down their throats. And then the next drive, we go gun run, right? And, and at times, Montgomery was able to, to get it going, but still, that was what was working, right? They were struggling with two tight ends and a fullback in there, but then you go to gun run. That, that, that doesn't make any sense right there. And, and, and when you continue going from there, you, you kind of can extrapolate that all the way to fourth and goal at the one-inch yeah. line, and we're going to – be in the shotgun. You, you don't have to outsmart yourself. Here. Yeah, got that, that's exactly what somebody said in the comment. He, yeah. I feel like he outsmarted himself, right? Yeah. You're all of a sudden thinking, oh, let me try to get cute with this and that. Do what's, what's working, right? And then the ebbs and the flows of the game, then it would have opened up the pass. And if we want to get really nervous about this, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but do you think Luke Getze wanted to win that game last night? Like in the worst absolute way, go back and beat your former team. Oh, wouldn't yeah. you, wouldn't yeah. you be the you most motivated so. ever? And I, I'm not saying that he, I mean, he had a great time in Green Bay. He was there for seven years. I'm sure he has a lot of respect for that franchise, putting him in the position that he was in. But wanted to win it really, 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 really bad. You know who really, really, really wanted to show it to his old team? Pat O'Donnell punting the ball. I've never yeah. seen Pat O'Donnell punt a ball like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, so he was, was booming that thing. He uh, hit that from his own 15-yard line <laughs> into the end zone. I was, ju- I was just re-watching before we that started. That was hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, holy motivated Pat O'Donnell. <laughs> I miss you, by the way, and we're doing great with, with Mr. Gill, but I miss Pat O'Donnell. I love Pat O'Donnell. I'm just, that was hilarious. Like, yeah. you, I've never seen him boom a ball like that. Yeah. He just yeah. totally bombed it out of the end zone. But, but my, my point is that, like, the dude really, really, really wants to win the game. Well, if I really, really, really want to win, you're going to throw the ball 11 times because I don't trust you, but I trust our run game. But I, I feel like this is a classic thing throughout the league. Offensive coordinators, they try to get too cute, right? The defense is giving you this. Take it. 
And then all of a sudden you make adjustments off it. But he tried, he tried to go on a different tangent. Yeah. And that, that's what happens all the time in the league. You look at Kyle Shanahan in that first game, right? What was working in the first half, he got away from in the second half because he tried to get too cute. The thing is you have to do what the defense is giving you. And then you react off right. that. Don't, don't, to your point, too many of them try to get ahead when it's really just don't don't switch things up until you have Ooh. to make them stop it first exactly and then make that adjustment that that drives me crazy when it's like oh yeah. this working but let's also throw this out there now too it's like no just keep doing what's working you have a fullback who's running dudes over yeah. I, I, you know for me granted this isn't done yet but david montgomery is my highest graded offensive player probably overall too, offense, defense, special teams, whatever. And then Blossom game was next. Yeah. Like, I think those were your two best offensive players last night. They didn't night. give enough snaps, honestly. Right. Actually, I want to look that up right now. I, I will. Go ahead. I'll, I'll check out the, um, the snap count because I bet you, like, if I had to guess, I'm thinking he was on the field for 35% of the plays. Exactly. And he, he, should, he should have been at 60. See, but you know? I, I, I get 32% of the plays. Exactly. So right there, 13 that's snaps. The, that's the problem right there. When, yeah. when, you, when you have a killer at fullback, that is so hard to defend. I bet is. you, I'll bet you, if you go back and look at the 13 snaps, Blossom game was on there, and maybe I'll do this later today when I have some time. I'll bet you their yards per play were Un, uh, was close to 10, maybe. Oh, yeah, 100%. At least eight. At least eight. So, yeah. so it, I get twisted around in this, though, right? This is a passing league. You have to be able to throw the football. If we're just going to try and win games mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we're starting to become the Baltimore Ravens, yeah. that's a huge pivot. That's, that's a totally different philosophy. Yeah. And maybe that's the best philosophy. I think it is the best yeah. philosophy for them to win right now. But if you, the goal, which I know the goal is, is to win the Super Bowl someday, mm -hmm. then I don't, I, I'm just not sure if the, that's the right way to do the, it. The biggest thing I'm saying is I feel like the, the two tight ends, one tight end and a fullback, that, that's when this offense really thrives. And you, you look at their best plays, right? It, yeah. even, even the passing-wise, you know, the, the okay. play actions, uh, the, the flea flicker, this, that, and the other, um, it, it's set off that run, right? This, this offense thrives when the run's going because then it sets everything else. Talk about eyes in the backfield, that's yeah. a big thing. When you get the run game going, you know, it, it, it buys the defender's eyes, and then all of a sudden you're, you're able to take shots. So – yeah, I understand how we have to pass the ball, but I think in those formations we can pass the ball. And it's going to help the O-line a lot better, right? If you're in two tight ends, it's easier to disguise that pass, right? It's going to be a lot more play action. It's going to be tough for these uh, defensive ends to get pressure in those situations. Uh, wait, real quick. I, can I bring up this comment from John? He says, no other franchise does this. Well, no other good franchise. I'm, I'm over here thinking, like, why the hell do we have to run two tight ends and a fullback? Like, it's 2022. What are we doing? You have Justin Fields. Like, let's spread the shit out and let's go. Yeah, but that's we just lived through that with the Matt Nagy era. Exactly. I, I, I disagree with that comment. I mean, I think you look at, um, if that's what he's talking about, the, the, the San Francisco 49ers yeah. have one of the best fullbacks in the league. They're running two tight end sets. I mean, you know, if the Packers, the Packers are running a similar offense, yeah. they just happen to have Aaron Rodgers, so they can go gun more and put the – you heard um, Chris Collins were talking about it last night. You know, they're basically giving Rodgers two plays on every snap exactly. and letting him call it at the yeah. line of scrimmage, whether it's a run or the pass. Um, you know, it'd be great to be in that situation. But right now the Bears aren't that. And so yeah. I'm all about them condensing these formations. And I think that they got to keep relying on that. It's going to help Fields 
And it's like when they go away from that, that's when he seems to struggle. Exactly. And, and you look at uh, Green Bay. Most of the time they're running behind who? Mercedes Lewis, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's a big thing. They have a great blocking tight end, a great fullback, things of that nature. But as a former player, I like the gun runs a lot better than two tight ends, a fullback, because you know they're going to smash you in the mouth. And those are the toughest games because you got to bring your lunch pail, like yeah. Greg said. You're saying as a defensive player, as a defensive yeah. player, when they line up with a gun, yeah. with the gun, you're going you, okay, yeah, because when they start to bring, yeah, because it's it's easier to decipher run or pass based on the O line, their stance that gives it away a lot of times. If the back is a little behind the quarterback, you know it's a run then. So you know out of out of under center, you know in the traditional I formation. You, you, know, you know they're running it, and then on the play action, that's the hardest to get home, right, because you have a tight end stay in, a tackle helping them, and then all of a sudden, this talented pass rush, it's tough to get home, you know, running out of, out of the eye formation. Uh, you know, one name we haven't talked about either last night or today so far, I'm going to bring up here in a second, because the one thing that about last night that I'm a little worried about big picture is that I feel like a lot of our offseason concerns were maybe realized. Um, so a little tease for you there. But first, this football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out on your live second-half over bet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same-game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with points bet lightning bets. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on points bet. Download the points bet app today. Sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And let's see you out there on Sunday at our tailgate. And listen, at, after the tailgate, you go right to see the Bears beat Lovey and the Texans. And how do you do that? You do it with game time tickets. Download their app. Get involved. And right now, the cheapest seat for the Bears and the Texans. We got a nice little – actually, I like, I like their best deal right now, which is a little end zone seat, lower level. 219 bucks, which is, uh, you know, hey, Bears ticket prices are never cheap, but this is a great seat to enjoy. That's my best deal, but you can get in for uh, about $170. Game time, the hottest new ticketing site, easier than ever. Best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows, wherever you want to go. Uh, and yeah, use that link right there for you. And uh, if you want to help us out, that's uh, an amazing way to do it. Uh, the best way to support us is buying your tickets through the link in the description down there. Uh, look, it is uh, it is a great way to get yourself into Soldier Field. And or there are steals, as you would imagine. But huge games right now at Guaranteed Rate Field. Guardians and White Sox starting tomorrow. I'm going to go out there on Thursday. No, I will not. I'll be doing the show here. So I won't be going to any of those games this week. That's unfortunate for <laughs> I'm not, me. I'm not even going to watch them. I'm just, you I'm, go after I could go after. You I spend could spend a dollar on game time and yeah, I could I could spend a buck on by. game time and, and show up in the fifth for the sweep on Thursday night. Not a bad idea, Lawrence. Yeah, I need like you that. to go for me. Go get on the game time app. Go for me. I can't deal with the pain. I'm just I don't want to be hurt. Uh, see that that's you got to be like Cody you, uh, you, on our Cubs. He says he's he's just, I'm ready to be hurt again every day. That's yeah. his motto. 
Ooh, I'm not ready. Anybody got a problem with with Hoag's comment here that he can't handle the pain? You're you're come on, man. You're you are <laughs> a strong, sturdy Chicago sports media professional you fan. Can you not, can handle this. Not this season. You, you, we've been able to handle the uh, Packers destroying the Bears for. Yeah. Yeah, for well, a long is, time, so you can you can handle this. This is a different level. <laughs> I mean, the White we, Sox have put me through this year. If we do go back in time, the dude had got a collapsed lung uh, in 05 from yep. from the team, and when he was a student at Wisconsin. So that's actually <laughs> maybe you're not strong enough to handle I this. Did. They almost blew all, it. all the jump arounds. I mean, I don't they know. almost blew it in <laughs> September, and I had a I punctured punctured lung from a cyst that apparently ruptured because of stress. Ozzie that's a true story. I know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but Oz, speaking of jump around, yeah. you better believe I was in the student section that week still when Wisconsin beat Michigan. <laughs> John Stocko quarterback draw. John Stocko. I remember that. Yeah. That, was, that was my freshman year. Yeah, John Stocko. Yep. Chad Henning was the quarterback for Michigan. Yep. It was a night game. Doctor was like, that was actually the day I got the x-ray that confirmed it. Doctor was like, you better not go to the game. That I, I was like, okay, Doc. I was a stupid college kid. Of course I went to the game. Hey, he survived, and yeah. he's here today, baby. Yeah, let's go. We need a sounder for too much Badger talk. Uh, by the way, Ozzie Gian pulled you out of that, that that tumble in September. Bring him back, Ozzie. I manager. love Ozzie. Toward <laughs> AJ Perzinski. I'm all for it. Ozzie. All right. Yeah. Back what, to the Bears. What's your tease? I'm, I have no idea what you're talking about. Ryan Poles. I think he's done a lot of good things. I think he's got the right approach to how they're rebuilding this. But if you look at last night's game, okay, a lot of their deficiencies that we've talked about were a problem last night. Whether it's not having enough weapons for Justin Fields to get the ball to, whether it's nickel corner because they're playing Kyler Gordon there. And honestly, he looks a lit. That's a tough position to play, yeah. and he doesn't look Early experienced on, enough right now mm-hmm. to be playing there. And he's learning on the fly. And I wonder if they're thinking, man, maybe we should move him to the outside. Yeah. But who else are you going to put there? They don't have another nickel. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then they're they seem like they're short a tackle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I actually kind of like Larry Bourne, but he didn't play well last night. Yeah. It's all these positions that we talked about all offseason, and last night they I really felt like they were exposed. Yeah, I, I feel like in particular at, at the wide receiver position. You know, a lot of people kind of hoped the, the, the Bears would address that. You know, I know obviously Valis Jones, but he's fairly unproven, you know, to be honest. He had, he had one pretty decent season in college. Um, I know a lot of people were hoping for, like, George Pickens. You know, a guy that was first-round talent, um, and I thought at number two, you know, in the second round – he was there. He was available. Like, he's a guy that, you know, maybe they should have pulled the trigger on, but should have, would have, could have. But, you know, we know now that we're having trouble with, without the weapons, right? Darnell Mooney, I mean, what does he have? Two catches for four yards in two games, yeah. right? And this is a guy that had over 1,000 last year with how terrible the offense was. And we kind of thought, hey, you know, he's, he's going to be that breakout guy, you know, uh, be, be the new generation of young receivers and – we just haven't seen any of that. I know it's only been, what, 28 pass attempts, but still, only two catches, you know, for four you yards. have half of those. Yeah, I mean. He's been targeted five times. Other superstars find a way to fight through that. They do. And, and make plays. And if you're Luke Etsy, you got to find a way to give him the ball. Yeah, right? and yeah. E- even the one catch that he had last night for negative four yards, 
It was a terrible throw from three feet away. Was, I agree. <laughs> and Cole Komet couldn't block the DB on the play. Yep. And then Cole's dropping a pass later on. So, mm-hmm. like, a lot of that's just on him. And then, But you're right. That's what I call a heavy ball when the ball just sinks. Yep. Like, I mean, yeah, that's a short – even if you're counting ver- uh, horizontally, like an eight-yard pass he's throwing, yeah. and it just went – shoo, like yeah. right to the ground. And Darnell had a – he actually would have been better off if he didn't catch it. Right. Yeah. Thank you for my <laughs> one catch where I'm going to now I have negative four yards, which will take me down to four yards on the season. N- n- you know, uh, to our fine sponsor, Points Bet. Uh, until further notice, you, you might as well bet the under on fields on, on everything until, until, we, until we see it. I was looking at that yesterday, and, like, the over-under on his passing yards was, like, 178 or something. And I'm like, come on. Like, this is the NFL. You should be able to get to 178. Yeah. Exactly. He didn't get to 78. <laughs> I, I, said, I said this from the beginning of the season. I said he's not going to light it up, but I was hoping for 190 to 240 a game, right? Yeah. One touchdown, two touchdowns, making good decisions, maybe run one in. But it, it's, just, it's just been awful thus far, and I, I thought they would take the next step. You know, and, and I don't know, may, maybe we thought this offense would progress further along than maybe, maybe it's in, in reality how it is, so – I, I don't know. We, we really need to get things going, you know, but obviously the defense has to help them out. Time and possession killed that game. You know, you can't stop the run. You're not going to be able to have – what, they have 41 plays? So, yeah, you, you got to stop the run to give your offense back the ball. But Luke Getze, if he stuck with the plan of, of how, how they were starting, I believe that passing game would have opened up because naturally that happens, right? When, when you're able to run the game uh, ball, then all of a sudden everybody's eyes are in the backfield. Then you're able to take shots to Mooney and company, but we didn't, we didn't stick with that running game like that. Yeah, Montgomery was effective, but it wasn't the same type of running game. We uh, mentioned, Dominic, what you said on the postgame show last night, it's, and it's spot on. Mooney got off last year because A-Rob uh, commanded attention, and A-Rob had True. a bad year, but it was someone you had to pay attention to. But, and, I, and I don't think any of us want to be freaking out about any of the Bears' offense, but it's so stunningly deficient right now that mm-hmm. it's got to be called out addressed looked at were it concerned all that stuff I there's no doubt that there are some real conversations going on in Hellas Hall today tomorrow this yeah. week how are we moving forward what are we going to do to fix an offense that's doing nothing really yeah St. Saint Brown is our best receiver right now right and and he, he's he's a number three to be honest with you I, I think he has good value there but he's not a number one receiver. He's not even a number two. Yeah. So uh, we, we need to get Mooney going. We need to get Cole Komet going. Just because off of last year, you thought how much Cole Komet got better, right? He had uh, over 500 yards receiving. You're like, okay, he's going to take the next step, maybe be in that seven to 800 range, uh, especially in the red zone. You just haven't seen any of that. I, I, I would love to hear what's going through his head right now. He's got to well, be super think- beyond frustrated. Well, I think in week one, he could probably look at that game and be like, okay, they schemed him out of the passing game a little bit. They win the game, and he played well from a blocking standpoint. Right. I really do think so. So I think Cole Komet's fine after that first game. But now it's okay. Now two games, yep. don't have a catch. You didn't block well last Drop, night. Drop the ball. Drop the ball. An easy ball. That's one that it's, it's forgot to push fields into the end zone. Yeah, and then you're, pu- you're pulling – I don't know what the that guy. Was. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I didn't understand that. He certainly didn't football one on one, man. You push yeah. on his back, you get him in the end zone. Again, whoever Matt Nagy, field. whoever Matt Nagy is in the chat, you're a funny man. 
Uh, you are. <laughs> You've been doing a great job all day. Just know that you're bringing a smile to my face <laughs> with the last one. I feel so vindicated. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know about I don't know about any naggy vindication for the record. And by the way, I I, I should not have mentioned you because we don't want to talk about you. But I did because you're doing a good job. Yeah, we're supposed to have a naggy jar. We have to put money in there every yeah. time you say his name. Yeah, now we let's get that going because I don't want to ever do that again. <laughs> so to you guys, isn't the most disappointing thing about yesterday's game is just the defense to me, right? Like yeah. Defensive identity, defensive coach. We're gonna, you know, hits principles. You know, we're gonna run to the football. We're gonna stop the run. Where was that last night? Right. Yeah. You know, you know, if they knocked out that run game, it would have made things harder for Rodgers, right? He still would have made his plays. But when you're able to keep him in the pocket and you look at the times they had the three sacks, right, it was off of stopping the run and then being able to get him to the third and long situations and you contained him in the pocket. So I'm most disappointed with the defense, right, because that was supposed to be the identity of this team. This is what's supposed to be, you know, helping Justin Fields and company is to be able to get off the field, get some takeaways. And, yeah, they, they just could not stop the run. And that's two weeks now giving up a lot of yards, yards per carry. I think that's why it was so hard on Roquan to start the show. Yeah. He, he can't play that poorly. No. They, they can't yeah. afford that. He yeah. has to play better. Spoken like a true defensive lineman over here. I'm not even th- – right now, this moment in this seat, I'm not even thinking about the defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the one thing that I think going into last night – Stability, right? Yeah, like, you're thinking, okay, defensively, they should be able to keep this game. Yeah. Yes, and – but – I don't find any of it surprising as far as I I did not understand why there wasn't more concern. Like, how are you, with this defensive line, how are you going to stop any team that is talented as far as up front and can run the football? And the Packers were missing Bakhtiari last night. And it looked like, I mean, they looked like they had five all pros up there. Yeah, I, it, was, it, th- it was disheartening. Because like, when you look at this game, right, you, you think – you would think Aaron Rodgers would beat you, if anything, right? That's what I said before the game. Like, Aaron Rodgers is going to beat them, right? Like, they're going to stop the run. Yeah. Like, you know, this is going to be a disciplined team. Last week with the 49ers, right, they were just getting the adjustments. You know, everything was live. And then they just could not stop the run. Like, literally, if, if did, you, did you think that was going to happen? You, well, not a, to that extent. I, I, didn't think, that. I thought they would try to get the run game going, but I didn't think, yeah, Aaron Jones almost nine yards a pop? Come on. Yeah. Like, that's – I, here's the thing. I'm not necessarily sitting here blaming the D line either. Like I think the biggest problem was what we were talking about post game last night. What you were talking about in game. It's just like they couldn't set the edge on the runs. Mm-hmm. They had the linebackers flowing too far inside. Whether it was Roquan Smith, and then they just kept running at Kyler Gordon. Yeah. And poor Kyler Gordon. Like he he had a couple times where like he literally couldn't see. I think through the traffic, through the linemen in front of him, and didn't realize that they were bouncing out to the outside, and he lost contain. And then it seemed like every play action, his yeah. feet were moving exactly. up towards the line of scrimmage, yeah. like you, over and over and over again. You saw a couple of plays where he was he was the free hitter, right? It, usually, there's a free hitter on the defense, right? And he's coming free off the edge, and all he has to do is shoot at that outside leg of Aaron Jones or Dylan, and he completely whiffed and just kind of went to the ground. And I'm like, man, really? Like the the effort on that play, on some of those plays, I'm like, you know, you, you have to stick your face in there. You you got to wrap up the outside leg, force them inside, and they weren't able to do that all day. And uh, yeah, if you can't set the, set the edge of a defense, you're never going to be able to stop the run. 
And I thought the, I thought the defensive line was, was okay for the most part, but guys were, were getting reached up front, right? And there's, there's two ways to play the run, right? That you can play it by penetration, right? You can get reached, but as long as you penetrate and cause disruption, it negates that, right? Or you have to play gap discipline. And they, they, weren't, they weren't doing either of that at times. So it, it's tough. You know, a lot of it was on the edge defender. But up front, they have to get more penetration and be able to get off blocks. I mean, I'm going back to the offseason, and there's a reason why they went out and tried to give Larry Okunjobi $26 million. They knew they needed help up front, and they were willing to pay for it to try to, to your point, stabilize. I thought deep- Justin Jones played well, though. Yeah, Justin Jones had, he had a good game. He, yeah, he, 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 was, he was 50 to 90% better than he was in game one. Yeah. Uh, so – but they, but they, this I, I'm jumping ahead. But they are going to have to spend some money on the defense in the off season, in addition to finding some playmakers. I mean, that's it's, it's well, it can't just be one side of the well, ball. Well, let's also not let, let's not dismiss the possibility of coaching. You, you know, players do get better, especially young players. Mm. And you know, I think it's a big week for Kyler Gordon. I think it's a big week for that defensive coaching staff. Agreed. Working with him, um, you know, you gotta fix the awareness a little bit. You, you got to look at the film and understand, okay, when you are jumping in here instead of, you know, reading your key properly and you are kept biting on the play action, what were you looking at? What should you have been looking at instead? How do you get this fixed? And that's a question I have for you, Woot, is because I remember, um, I think especially after Lovey Smith mm-hmm left and we got into the Mark Tressman era, I, rem- I specifically remember like a lot of weekdays where the def- the defense started to get leaky, right? Especially at the run. I remember a lot of conversation with linebackers specifically about guys being out of their gap. Yeah. Like how do you fix that during the week when that starts to become a, become a problem? Yeah, it's, it's tough because I went through that. 2012 when we had Lovey and Rob Marinelli, we were one of the, the top defenses in the league. And then next year, Tressman comes in, uh, and we basically have the same defense with the exception of Brian Erlacher, and we're dead last, yeah. right? The, the thing is, like, everyone was out of their gaps all the time, and we would try to correct it. But I, I think the thing is, sometimes the coaching staff, like, stuff starts to creep in, right? With, uh, with the new staff, we weren't scooping and scoring. We weren't running to the football as much. Our effort wasn't. And that's what's very surprising about seeing yesterday, right? You know, the, the lack of gap discipline, loafs at times, you know, because that's a big thing they've been stressing. Um, I'm hoping it was just a one-game occurrence because, you know, those guys are going to get chewed out all day. You know, everything when you lose is magnified, right? Yeah. So they're going to be looking at all the loafs, uh, and they're going to stress that this week. So they're going to be running after the football. Um, but, the, but the biggest thing you have to do is, right, everybody has a gap, everybody has assignment. So, so they need to get back to the fundamentals, right? Whenever you have a bad performance and – it's little things like that. You have to get back to the fundamentals, you know. So all week they're going to be working on gap drills. Okay, you have this gap. You have this gap. Let's not get out of gap. Because sometimes people were trying to make plays. And then also in the passing game, when we were rushing against it, remember I said everybody has to work together. And they weren't on the same page, right? al Muhammad makes an inside move. No one's covering. What does Aaron Rodgers do? Go to the side, throw, completes a bomb, right? So stuff like that. You know, Justin Jones at one time, he tries to make an inside move. And then all of a sudden, the B gap, Aaron Rodgers comes up through there, completes a 25-yard pass. Yeah. So stuff like that, you have to work together. And the, the more they, they work together, they're going to be able to come home and have more sacks in there. I think what you're underlining, and you're saying the same thing, Adam, is this is a, this is a big week for the hits yeah. principal. This is a big Huge. week for coaching. This is a big week for guys to 
digest what happened and where they can immediately be better. That doesn't really take a huge off-season, get-in-the-weight-room overhaul, but rather, okay, i got to fix my eyes. Yeah. i got to understand better what offenses are trying to do. And I think you're saying that it should be doable. It's correctable. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, you look at Roquan, right? He, he just was playing slow, right? He was probably thinking too much about the new position. And then you look at Kyler Gord, the same thing. He has a key. He wasn't looking at his key. And, and that, could, that could be evident with, with all the guys on the field at times, right? You have to, you have to keep your eyes on your key. That's, that's all correctable. That's the great part about it, you know. There was, there was times that, that Roquan was making contact with the offensive lineman at seven yards past the line of scrimmage, which he never does inside, right? And that tells you everything you need to know. His eyes weren't on his key. He was thinking too much. Kyler Gordon's the same way. You, you, I was watching it back, and I'm like, all of a sudden, he's looking in the backfield, right? Eddie Jackson on, the, on that bomb to Sammy Watkins, right, where we thought it initially oh, was yeah. Gordon. That was Eddie Jackson. That was Eddie Jackson. Right? What does he do? He takes three steps up, and then, oh, shoot, and then he gets beat deep. So that wasn't Kyler Gordon's fault. And Eddie Jackson is a good player, right? Some people are saying, is he back, is he not? I think he's still a good player. But something like that, at his stage in the game, he, sh- he shouldn't have plays like that where his eyes are in the backfield. That was the weirdest thing that Flew said, by the way. Did Eddie Jackson tackle well last night on your rewatch? Uh, actually, he did have a he couple have nice a couple. plays near yeah. the line of scrimmage where he came up and was a little bit more physical than I've seen him lately. Okay, but he tries to shoulder tackle yeah. too much, and, yeah. and that's yeah. a classic example. See, Listen, you're, you're, not, you're not Brian Dawkins, right? Like, that, that's a different animal. Some of those guys, you know, back in the day could, could give you a shoulder and knock you down. These backs nowadays are strong and big. Like, you have to wrap up, you know, Dylan and Jones. You see how big those guys are. And Jalen Johnson had a play like that, too, on the sideline. Yep. Um, where second week in a row, he didn't wrap up. He, he's not. Neither of those guys are. Jay, did I say Jalen Johnson is what I meant to say? That's what you said. Oh, I saw. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. thought you said Jalen Jones. No, yeah, no. Yeah, different yeah, different player. Yeah. Uh, at least that's not what I heard. But okay. you, you got it. It's, I I was surprised to read this morning that Flus was happy with, with Eddie, and, and I – Admittedly, I'm one in a one in a third quarters through my rewatch on it. But are you talking about fatal attraction of the game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> great line, Lawrence. <laughs> they will go the rest of fatal attraction later today. I, yeah, but so, well, let I, me he, be clear. I don't. I, Eddie Jackson graded out fine. Yeah. He wasn't. Flus underlined it like he was great. I'm like, I, 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 I think that play tackle. where he got beat over the top. Yeah. That, that's what bothers me the most because he's a veteran guy here. He should never have his eyes in the backfield like that. Like, you know Aaron Rodgers is going to work that play action. You know, let the play develop. Look at, look at your keys and then react to the run. Let me, right? let me, let me Especially read because you should realize at that point that Kyler Gordon has been biting on everything. Exactly. You got to help You need help. Rookie. You need help. And you I'm gotta, sure they were stressing yeah. that to him, Williams and company. Yeah. Like, you got to help him over the top because he's the weak link. Guys are going to go after him, right? They're, they're not going against Jalen Johnson. They want Kyler Gordon. And I think every week – we're going to see them go at him. So we're going to see how they adjust with that. This was the quote from Flus as far as where they could be better. I would say the tackling, we have to do a better job. Look at the individual and the technique and break down those ones they did tackle well and those they didn't do well. Leverage, angles, tackling. We call it cupping the ball. We have to do a better job at that. It limits the big plays. You look at Eddie Jackson, he tackled very well. I don't think he missed one. But if you look at some of the younger guys, they maybe did. They missed a couple. So, like, I'm, like, reading something. Wait a second. You are – you're calling out the young dudes, which is interesting. Uh, okay, that's fine. Hits principle. Not going to 
mince words, but you really are just you're giving Eddie a whole lot of love here, and, and I'm 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 thinking shoulder tackle left and right. Yeah, that, that that's that's my biggest thing: the couple shoulder tackles and and just getting beat over the top. Because um, yeah, a veteran guy like I can understand Kyler Gordon, right? It's second game NFL career, um, but he he's got to fix that too because. Like I said, teams teams are going to go after him. And if he does that against the Vikings and Justin Jefferson, you know, I know Jalen Johnson is probably going to be on him most of the time, but you cannot keep your eyes yeah. in the backfield on situations like that. Well, we all know that's on tape now. <laughs> exactly. Every, every, everyone. That was Rodgers' plan this yeah. week. You know, yeah. they were going to attack him, and, and they executed. They got the run game going, ran the play action off it. So hats off to them. They, they had a good script. I got one missed tackle for Eddie Jackson here. <laughs> there we yeah. go. 13-minute mark of the uh, third quarter. Kind of gets enough of them, but there's no. Nah, that's a missed tackle for me. But I thought I thought Briskers looked pretty well in, in these first two games. You know, um, yeah, and he's solid. Yeah, I, I'll give you one example. The one play we talked about last night, where Kyler Gordon like lined up way too far inside, didn't have containing he was yep. supposed to. The very next snap, Brisker played it how you're supposed to. He got really wide, forced the run back inside, and his teammates then came exactly. in and made the play because he set the edge. Exactly. So, I, to, to me, through two games, uh, and Brisker's game wasn't perfect last night either by any means, and I think he had a couple of missed tackles, um, but he looks like the more sound, confident, sec- secure, confident rookie out of those two DBs they exactly. drafted in the second round. Yeah, I, I like what I've seen. He seems like he has a lot of leadership out there. You see when some of the checks are going in, he's communicating. So um, I, I think they got a good pick in him. It's just It just comes back to get to the keys. And, and defensive line, what I saw, the linebackers and defensive line, right, the front seven, you have to be able to get off blocks. I said that last night, the shock and lock, right? Get the separation and shed your block. We saw too many guys getting stuck on blocks, as they used to preach to us all the time. Hey, just doing your job, being in your gap, that's not enough, Right? You got you to be able to play your gap, shed off, and make a play, right? If everyone's just doing their job, stuff's going to break down from time to time, right? You, you have to make a play yourself. So I saw too many people getting stuck on blocks. Yeah, I, um, I, I agree. I think that that was a, an issue throughout the, throughout the game. All right. Um, hey, Kyler Gordon, we believe in you, but step it up. Let's go. That's what I was going to say, actually. I think it can be fixed. That you, when you play young players like this, you know there's going to be growing pains. Even when you move a guy like Roquan Smith to a new position, there's going to be a couple growing pains. I don't think you wanted it to be that bad in either case. Yeah. I don't think you're thinking Kyler Gordon's going to look that out of place. I don't think you're thinking Roquan Smith is going to look that out of place, uh, especially on that one. But it can be fixed. Yeah. That's why I go back to big week for the coaches, big yeah. week for those players getting coached up. Figure it out now so it doesn't become a bigger issue. Yeah. The two the two hardest positions as rookies to, to come in and play, cornerback, left tackle, right, and obviously quarterback, but as, as far as the other positions, left tackle and cornerback, right, because you're on an island out there, both, both, both sides. So Braxton Jones, I mean, he held up pretty good last night. I mean, we could, we could be better at times, but I thought he, I thought he played I thought well he enough fine. for us yeah. to win. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm going to do a solid rewatch of Braxton, see where he's at, in 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 my expert opinion <laughs> yeah, over here, Corey. But but we don't hear it. No one's complaining about him. Oh, so that's I, my that's, initial. I thought, I thought he's yeah. done a good job through two yeah. weeks. Like obviously, you know, the sack he gave up to Bosa. That's that's tough in week one. But uh, he was on an island out there. I mean, Bosa makes the best out of everybody, even even the best tackles in the game. And it was only one. 
Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, I need to tell you about Five Iron Golf, the nation's leading indoor golf and entertainment experience, which now has three locations in Chicago, River North, The Loop, and Lincoln Park. Five Iron features the good vibes of golf, neon lights, and street art centered around those great track man simulators. I know Corey knows what we're talking yep. about here. World-class instruction, custom club fitting, and a full bar and restaurant making it a one-of-a-kind experience for golfers and non-golfers alike. You can play around. You can take a lesson, join a league, or spice up your next date night. Go to 5irongolf.com. That's 5irongolf.com to check it out. Fall leagues are kicking off right now. Listeners can get... 30% off the registration fees with promo code CHGO30 at 5irongolf.com slash leagues. You can join as a team or a free agent. Again, 30% off your registration fees with promo code CHGO30 at 5irongolf.com slash leagues. And when you're done golfing, you just segue right on over. You get your Chi-Town Cornhole going. Chi-Town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland, Illinois, going dating back all the way to 2007. You can see them in person, by the way, if you come to the tailgate. See them in person at the tailgate. Lawrence wants to compete against you, don't I, you? I'm too tired to bring one over on sets. So no, just, we don't need you yeah. to bring anything over. Go against Carm. He doesn't even have his release figured out. Yeah, what that did you just do? I did this. See, he's, he's got like a reverse knuckleball or something. You can't play bags like, like that, man. Cornhole, you can't play bags like How do that. You, let me see your form. You go like this, man. You go underhand, right there. All about the touch, baby. No, I think you gotta. <laughs> I, I think you gotta dangle the bag. And <laughs> it's gotta land wow. flat, man. If you get the rollover, you Balls. got no chance. <laughs> Balls, car. <laughs> Too don't much look, coffee, don't. man. Hey, uh, I could probably work on how I <laughs> describe that. In the future, signature <laughs> box style design can be digitally printed. It's sweet. It's covered in vinyl, painted. Our corner boards, corn hole boards, built-in drink holders. That's sweet. You've got the recessed lighting. This is a first-class operation. I mean, you want to impress your friends. Seriously, get involved with Shy Town Cornhole. Your game will be sweet. Your friends are going to love you. Veteran-owned and operated. They can ship them anywhere. Uh, there's also local pickups. Specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event. Wedding gifts, that's a sweet idea. Gifts for all occasions, uh, especially, again, for the tailgaters, backyard barbecues, Shy town cornhole. <laughs> he what? said, what are we dangling, What are we dangling? <laughs> hey, Phil. <laughs> philosophy. We're, da we're dangling something. I don't know what I said. I believe. I don't know what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Fatal I do attraction. know what I said. Sarm, you're better than that, man. <laughs> I don't know if I am. Watching too much Fatal Attraction. Last yeah. Night. What's going on? Too there? much dangling. Uh, all right. We need Nick to save us. I think we got Nicholas Moriano jumping on with us right now. What's up, Nick? You made it home okay? I made it to my parents' house. I didn't quite make it all the way to Arlington Heights, but uh, I was just listening. Yeah. What, what, what's going on there with the dangling? But the, the form, I'm definitely going with Corey. Underhand. You got to have a little spin to it, too. What exactly. I've seen for the best you know the people that can do it really well but uh you guys were talking about kahari blasting game adam i got the stats you're not gonna like this at all you guys i promise you bears fans are gonna lose their minds so the last three plays of that first drive kahari blasting games on that drive the bears gained 13 yards of montgomery nine yards and a three-yard touchdown pass then you don't see blasting game until 
six minutes and 40 seconds left in the third quarter. When he was out there, the Bears were plus 110 in yards. So when Kari Blasigan was on the field, 110 yards, you had gains of 28, 27, 14, 11, 13, 9, 3, 6, what 6, 4. Saying, <laughs> so it's, it just didn't make sense. It worked on the first drive. And then you don't see him until six minutes and 40 seconds left in the in the third quarter. Makes no sense, you guys. But I, I heard you talking about it. I had to go look at it before I jumped on. But, hey, look, if that's how the Bears are going to move the ball to fullback, that's what they're going to have to do. I know it's a passing league, but when he was on there, they were moving the ball, and they went right away from it. And 13 snaps. That's all he had. Yeah. 13 offensive snaps. And, and Nick, I was talking about as, as a defender – you hated going going against a fullback, two tight ends. I mean, you knew it was going to be smash mouth football. Do you think Getsy tried to get too cute? You know, he's he's in Green Bay. He wants to win the game, show that he's this great play caller. You think he was trying to get too cute? It seemed like that, you guys. Because you, what? Why go away from it on the very first drive when you get your touchdown? He looks good. The play calling was good. Then ever since then, you go three consecutive three and outs. Every first down of those series, you pick up no yards on first down. And then obviously we can all talk about the fourth down, you know, run at the goal line being from the shotgun. It just seemed like Getsy outthought out himself when it's like, hey, just put the fullback out there. It was working. And obviously they got to that too late in the game at that point. But yeah, to me, Corey, it, it did seem like that. And you know, Luke Getze seems like obviously a very smart guy, very detailed in what he wants to do. But I think just coming back to Green Bay, wanting to maybe prove something to his former team, it just, it just, some, there was a disconnect there when clearly having Kari Blasting game was working for the Bears. Listening to Karm too much. That's what Getze's doing. Too much that's, dangling, bro. That, that's, that's, <laughs> Karm that's... just wants Fields to be airing it out the whole game. Yeah. Got to figure out if he can well, play. And, yeah, and I do, and that's probably a terrible philosophy as far as winning games right now. And I, I'm thinking of back to a chat last night. Someone's like, if they had done that, just aired it out, they probably would have lost 52 to seven, and maybe they would have. Maybe they absolutely yep. would have. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that. But I also, I'm looking at the mountaintop. How the hell are we going to get there? We, we got the quarterback brick by brick is what Braggs would tell you. Well, it, right, <laughs> and so Late. you can't just jump to the top. Well, it's you can't just get there on a helicopter, Carm. You well, got to go to work. Well, I'm I'm sitting here on the show today, <laughs> having a whole metamorphosis, if you will. Like, look, you've if you're coaching the team, this is the talent you have. Your job's to win games, so let's try and do that. And the best way the Bears are going to do it this year is putting the ball on the ground. That sucks, but but that's probably the best pathway. And then maybe you just try like. But it's not if you can do that and then capitalize with fields, even if he's, okay, 11 passing attempts isn't enough. But if it's like 18 to 20, somewhere and he there. plays well yeah. with that limited sample size yeah. off of play action, and it's just like you're taking a small step every week, you can live with that. You're, what we saw last night wasn't enough. You're, you're on a Ravens-like path then, though. Like, which well, is sweet. They I would be the Ravens. No, but yeah, exactly. Which is like, okay, now you're Baltimore, which is, by the way, uh, I mean, Lamar's winning MVPs, and, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and they're, and they're and winning two Super Bowls. And they're winning a lot of games. But it's also the team, they're like, okay, well, when they're down, they got no shot, and da-da-da-da-da. Uh, but it'd be a lot better than where the Bears are, have been at. Yeah, I, but I, I think it's a lot like uh, Cam Newton early in his career, right? You know, 190 to 230 yards passing. He had two great running backs. 
in there. It kind of took the pressure off him and allowed him to open up the passing game. And I don't, I don't think this growth is ha- having him throw the ball 30, 40 times. Like you said, 18 to 22, somewhere around there. Be efficient with the run. Work the play action. Just get him confidence in there. And then we can start to open up stuff. And that's what they did early on with Cam Newton, right? And then people were saying, well, he's not that good. Look at his stats. And then all of a sudden he was MVP a couple years later. So it's, it's progress, right? Rome wasn't built overnight just like Justin Fields, you know, be, being a great player. So it's, it's, it's small steps. Last night we went backwards, in my opinion, offensively. So we, we, we really have to – this is going to test Luke Getze this week against a, a talented Houston defense, in my opinion. Nick, uh, not to put you on the spot here, but what are you going to be asking Flus there? What do you, what do you think he's going to be addressing? Because he's speaking today, what, 240? Yeah, 240. I think, guys, when I look back at the defense – it seemed like, you know, the Packers are stretching them horizontally. And Roquan Smith said at the beginning of this week prior to this Packers game, they wanted to test the, you know, the speed of the Bears defense. Well, it got tested and it didn't hold up to, to what the Packers were doing getting to the edge. So just kind of talking, maybe asking questions about, like, the overall effort, see if it was there. Like, you guys brought the loaf segment. I wonder, like, after this game, what, what's that going to look like in terms of the overall defense? But also, yep, there's the bread right there. Um, I think, too, again, like why the offensive philosophy changed. It seemed like it changed so much from that first drive. What was having success? And obviously, Luke Getzey on Thursday would be able to provide a better answer, I, th- I think, to that. But just kind of kind of getting the answer to the whys, you guys. Doesn't that sound a little familiar? <laughs> oh, boy. That, that's definitely $20 into the swear jar. Uh, <laughs> Willie Beeman <laughs> called him slow Quan Smith. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's kind of funny. <laughs> he, I mean, he did, he did, he did look pretty, pretty slow uh, last night. Um, so, so Nick, what, what was the most disappointing part of of the game for you, watching it over? Oh man, yeah, I think Corey. For me, it's when you go that three consecutive three and outs, and actually after the first one, after that touchdown, the Bears defense forces their own three and out, and then you you just you're in that that cycle of like man, this is really reminiscent of, you know, last year of Nagy, where the offense can't do anything, and you're playing against the Green Bay Packers. Like, if you're just throwing away drives, you know how that's going to end. So seeing that happen, and, you know, after that first defensive series from the Bears, you're like, can the offense do anything? No, there's, on first down, there's a sack, there's a penalty, Justin Fields throwing the ball over the line of scrimmage. So just these little self-inflicted mistakes going back and rewatching it just, uh, you know, through the tape here, it, it's, it just reminds you of how much more this Bears team needs to do if they actually want to, you know, make progress. And we all know this is not the season for them to compete, but last night kind of showed where the, obviously where the Packers are at and where the Bears really stand in this division. I, I got one more for you. So I, I was watching uh, Kyle Brandt from uh, Good Morning Football. He, po- he posted a clip talking about the Bears-Packers rivalry, and he said, it isn't a rivalry. He said, you know, Aaron Rodgers has beat the Bears 24, 24 times now, uh, only, only uh, you know, five losses. So what do, what, do you, what do you feel about that, him saying it's not a rivalry because it's not competitive enough? Honestly, I felt like that for, for a while now. Like, throughout my lifetime, I've, that's all I've known, <laughs> is the Packers usually beating the Bears, unfortunately. So it's like, yes, we get riled up for these games, but I always knew, like, we all know how this is going to end. Even though I picked the Bears to win this one, it, it was like I knew that that could be a realistic outcome. 
But, you know, because we're talking about this rivalry, this is going, I don't know, I think Bears fans are putting everything through a microscope right now and being, you know, obviously riled up after a loss to the Packers. Justin Fields was asked about it. I don't know if you guys talked about this on losing if this game hurts more. And Justin said, yeah, it's more in the locker room than the Bears fans. At the end of the day, they aren't putting in any work. I see the guys in the locker room every day. I see how much work they put in. Coming out of a disappointing loss like this, it hurts. We just have to respond. I think Bears fans are taking that taking that completely the wrong way. Like, hey, are you taking a shot at us because, you know, we're not – again, he said you don't put any work into this. This is what, you know, the, the players are doing a lot of the work, putting the sweat and everything, the effort that it takes to put the product out there. But that's kind of circulating through Bears Twitter if you Ooh. scroll in the weeds there, you guys. So I don't know if, what you thought about that or – if, again, Bears fans are just getting a little too emotional over I hadn't lot. seen that yet, to be honest, Nick. Um, yeah. Not the strategy I would take, though, no, if no, I no, was no. – uh, It's just a lose-lose approach. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're not playing well as well. Like, yeah. you know, the, the, the team's not going to be on your side now. The thing is, you just have to take accountability. We didn't we didn't execute, you know, and, and ultimately we, we, play, we play the game and we get paid a lot of money, you know, as players because of the fans, right? So you, you have to remember that always, whether whether they love you, whether they hate you, you get paid the amount of money you do and, and you get all the exposure because of the fans. So you always got to keep that in mind. I think it was a little frustration probably from Fields, him not performing like he would want to. Um, and sometimes, you know, when guys get frustrated, they just start saying stuff. And then all of a sudden they say, oh, shoot, what did I just say? And I think he's probably realizing that, like, oh, I said something that people are going to take the wrong way. And no one's saying that Justin Fields doesn't care. I'm not hearing that from anywhere in Bears Twitter land. I, I, no, I, I am he here. Definitely cares, right? We we but we buy yeah. we buy into one's dedication 100. percent Don't think anybody right. However, yeah, but sort of. I mean, Mitch was the same way. Mitch, right, Mitch yeah. put a ton of work in. Yeah, no one ever questioned his work ethic. I kind of questioned if Mitch was the dude that showed up at Hallis Hall super early and like acted like he was working and was actually really watching Fatal Attraction. Like, I <laughs> like know, you? I, I, yeah, I don't. I didn't. I just didn't think that. Well, because the the his ability to comprehend what was going on was so minimal. I'm like, you can't be working this hard behind the scenes. You you have you you are definitely sitting there on TikTok all day doing something else. You're in the you're building, just, but you're, you're not again. Working. You're just talking about yourself right now. Exactly. Right. I see. That's. I'm not saying that's not a gap for me. I don't even know I, if they had TikTok back then. The internet is a dangerous place, and it's right in front of you. You got to have supreme discipline. I think Fields has it. I, I just I don't know if if if, if I, I, I kind of I, I did question Mitch's dedication at times, even though he was in the office all the time. I was uh, wondering what was going on. Too Nick, much Mitch on the show today. Nick, uh, enjoy the press conference. We'll hear your thoughts uh, later tonight on the uh, Bears After Dark show. Looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, what do you get? What else you guys got going on tonight? You and Will, and who else is on tonight? I forget. <laughs> We're gonna. It'll be fun though. You know, obviously. I, uh, I believe uh, Monday Greg, night football. Bragg's. Junior. Oh yeah, Bragg's on the night too. It'll be uh, brick by brick, baby. Yeah. I see you, Bragg's. We love you, Bragg's. You too, Nick. You too, Will. Yeah. All right, Nick. Thanks we'll have guys. a press conference coverage. You. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Nicholas Moriano. Coverage at allchgo.com. Before we get out of here, we got a bunch of uh, super chats we got to fly through. And, um, you know, am I we, doing this? Then we got to get into uh, Texans week here. 
What's up, All Daniel right. Trump? Yeah, first one from Daniel. $20 Super Chat. Thank you, sir. The season isn't over. There's reason for hope. A strong running game and a lot of fight on the defense. A lot of young people who can improve. Let's focus on that. I like it. In my Monday morning show, you all got me flipped around here. Let's let's just let's just try to win games. Let's run the football. Let's let's. But I would argue that that's kind of the point of the rest of the season is to see individual improvement. And I would disagree with you that it's all about Justin Fields. Like a lot of it is about Justin Fields. But Kyler Gordon better be a good player when it's all said and exactly. done. Kyler Gordon, that what we saw last night better be the worst game we ever see him play. That's what I hope. You know, like and that and I think he will get better. I think he's good enough to improve. Roquan Smith, I've never seen him play that poorly. I hope I never see him play that poorly ever again. You know, they, yeah. like, there's, it is a new scheme. There are guys playing new spots. Get better, and I think they can. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this season, right, is, is about Justin Fields' improvement. Maybe not him being an elite quarterback in this league, but we need to see improvement, right? And how do we do that with the running game? So we have a good running game. Let's take advantage of that. We, we looked at the stats when Blazing Game was in there. The tight ends were in there. They were running the ball effectively. Then the pass was set up. So if we can continue with that, and then defensively, it's about stopping the run. You know, if, if we're able to stop the run, it's a different ball game in there. So that's the key thing. That's something that we thought from the beginning. So that has to improve the Bears are going to have any shot at winning games this season. you got to stop the run. I'm in a pivot, too. It's, it's, it is about fields, but it's all about how do the Bears win games with Justin Fields. So I'm down. I'm, I'm getting on board with we don't need 40 throws, 20, 25, creativity, playing to their strengths. I'm down. And, by the way, the more blazing game is in there, the better off for all of us. That <laughs> dude is so entertaining. He, he is. We need him in front of the microphone. I, I think real quick, people need to remember Josh Allen early on in his career, right? A lot of people that didn't believe in him, right? He made questionable decisions, uh, didn't seem that confident, was trying to fit throws in tight windows, making some turnovers. Looked poor at times. Yep. Look at him now. He's arguably one, one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now. And, and another comp that may or may not mean – you know, something, but they talked about Josh Allen the same way you hear about Justin Fields behind the scenes, exactly. how much they believe in him, how special they think he can be. Yep. It just needs to click. The, Unfortunately, the, we're programmed here in Chicago to just be like, well, it's not going to click. Because yeah. it, like, never has. And I get it. It's very frustrating. And every game that passes, what I was talking about last night, every game that goes by where it's just like, well, what the hell are we supposed to make of that? Fields, you know, Fields does not have the skill set, though, of Josh Allen. Well, nobody does. I mean, right. the full, he has a lot of similarities in that he can move. He's not quite as big, but who is? I mean, very few quarterbacks are built that way. And obviously, got Josh Allen has a cannon that's at a different level. Right. I mean, he, but Fields is pretty damn good in all exactly. the same areas. Like I think, I think you're forgetting how people view Josh Allen early in his career. Like people really didn't have faith in him. I, a lot of Bills fans are like, "Oh, this guy." I mean, he, he struggles with throws. Yeah, he's got great feet, but I, I really don't think he can read defenses. Yeah. And then Brian Dable, right, molds him into this great quarterback. So that's why it's Which, key. by the way, you could have hired 2-0 yeah. Brian Dable and That, that, that would have been nice. But now it's on Luke Getze, right, to, to mold this young quarterback. I, don't, I think people are saying, well, Justin Fields doesn't have it. This is more so on Luke Getze than anyone, right? Obviously, Justin Fields has to go out there and make the plays. But Luke Getze has to script for success for him to get him that confidence. And, and these next couple weeks – we're going to see what a play caller is, right? Mooney has said, oh, he's this great play caller, and, you know, in a couple of years he won't be here. Well, we, you got to prove that, right? Yeah. We haven't seen anything so far. Slow that roll. Lawrence, go ahead. 
Uh, yeah, first of all, Bears quarterbacks, I believe, are our fatal attraction. As well played. <laughs> uh, well John, played. John uh, threw us five bucks. <coughs> he says, thanks for the coverage, even though through the tough losses, guys, my comment earlier about good franchises was about the fan base. Too many overreactions. So he was clearing that up. Thank you, John. And finally. We, we uh, appreciate you, John. Yeah. You Steve-O, uh, thank you. He says, uh, what are reasons to be opti- optimistic for uh, – this week, I would say. I'll, I'll give you one off the top. The, the Houston Texans have allowed 326 rushing yards in the first two weeks. That's what the Bears want to do. The Texans give it up. That would be one spot that would play perfectly in the Bears getting a win over Lovey and company. That's one. I mean, they should have the quarterback advantage. Should. I, should, I, right? I, I, you know, I look at this like kind of week one when Trey Lance was playing. I was like, I think I think the Bears quarterback's better. Like when the game's over, we should be saying that. We were able to say that and they won the game. It wasn't pretty, but they kind of backed that up. I would hope the same thing here, but Davis Mills is I mean, think about how sad that statement is. I think we might have the QB edge on Davis Mills. Not really sure, but hopefully you know, we do. Ouch. It, it comes down to the defense stopping the run. I mean, because Houston's you know, similar situation. Young, younger quarterback, they want to get him confidence. And they've seen the tape the past couple of weeks. The Bears have got gashed in the run game. So, this, this you know, Bears rush defense has to, has to come to play. I, I think that's the only way Houston wins the game is if they can rush the football. And, by the way, they have a rookie, Damian Pierce, by the way, who's – he he's, struggled yeah. week one, then he kind of stepped it up yeah. week two. So He's got some juice out there. You're going to watch the tape. Uh, but just a reminder – Bears versus Lovey, 2-0. and Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. All right, well, let's, uh, speaking of let's go, let's go eat lunch. Yeah, I'm starving. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Can we just – I probably I'm, need a nap at some point. Don't eat any cheese curds, all right? I know I know you went to Wisconsin, man, but no cheese curds, all right? You don't like the cheese curds? No, nah, man, I can't even do it during – you know, it's too fresh. Maybe next week after <laughs> this Packers losses. We might have to boycott cheese curds for one <laughs> week. You going to uh, – Presser today? I think so. There's some questions that need to be answered. Ask give him hell. It's either take a nap or go to the presser. No, give him hell first, then go take I'm, a nap. I'm debating a drive out there right now. We got a couple practices tonight. We got to go to. We got a uh, you know Carmel football practice. Then we got yeah. you know the uh, always entertaining second grade Vernon Hills. There you go. Cougar soccer's team where they're just kind of running around in circles for an hour. Hey. You know, it's, it's always fun. They're having a good time, right? And then before you know it, it'll be bedtime. But that's how it goes this time of year. Wouldn't have it any other way. It's football season, baby. 45-minute drive to hell. It's all from here, buddy. You're going to make it. I might be tailing you. Woot, it was awesome having you here yeah, yesterday. Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate it, man. Uh, here again Monday. We'll talk to you again uh, next Monday. Uh, he's the best. Amazing breakdown. Woot. During, before, during, and after the game. Um, and then after watching the tape, really good stuff. Carm. You're going to finish Fatal Attraction tonight? I, I, <laughs> Some more coffee? I, what, what was it? What was you dangling? Yeah, what were we Bags. Doing? I was dangling. That's what I was dangling. We, we need to cut that clip and put it on the reels. Yeah. Dangling. Yeah. Cut that and also last night when we all nearly died on the I was going to say, I'm just happy we're here right now and it's their sun out. Yeah. We, yeah. If you missed the Sunshine. post-game show last night, I'm pretty sure we were all hit by lightning. Hopefully we can get that clip when it, when it yeah, flashed. We'll man, it scared the crap out of me, I, man. I, I was like, the football player might have been the most terrified <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> I really got scared, man. <laughs> unfortunately, I think the video went black when yeah. it hit. And well, it, just for a second, yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately that second was when he jumped 10 feet out oh, of his right. chair. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> man, I, I'll, I'll mess around with that, man. All right, I'm gonna do Blackhawks. You guys, uh, you can keep talking, but I'm gonna hit the end screen. Okay. Thanks, uh, Michael, for the last super chat there. All right, yeah. have have a good one, y'all. See ya.